0: rolling puck down low, shot scores! It's again! Canada wins gold overtime!
1: Welcome to Changing on the Fly, a podcast about hockey, politics, and social change. I'm your host, Aaron Lakoff. Like blades on the ice, Changing on the Fly cuts right to the heart of today's most important issues in hockey. We go beyond the stats and pundits to bring you hard-hitting analysis on the politics of the game we love. From taking on racism and sexism in the locker room, to looking at the impacts of climate change on hockey, we amplify voices from the margins and bring them to center ice. Stay with us. Alright, hey, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Changing on the Fly. Thank you so much for being with us. My name is Aaron. And today, as we're recording this, it is November 11th, 2019. It is Remembrance Day, and I'm not going to lie, I I have a bit of a hard time with Remembrance Day. Every year that it comes around, I have a hard time putting my finger on why exactly that is, Um, but I'm going to try to detail it a little bit right here. So I do think it's important to honor the sacrifices people have made In terms of going overseas and fighting in other people's battles you know oftentimes battles that did not serve their own interests and giving up their lives for that i think that there's a lot that is left out from remembrance day though i mean we do have this day to honor veterans and honor people who gave their lives but we don't have other days to mark the thousands if not millions of others of people who gave their lives in war whether they be victims of aggression in places like haiti afghanistan and yemen in other places around the world where canada is complicit in war crimes or you know we totally should have days here in canada that mark the fact that we have our own genocidal history so we have for example a day where people wear orange t-shirts to mark the fact that our nation has this reckoning with residential schools. Now, why is it that all broadcasters we see on TV don't actually take that day to wear the orange t-shirts as they do the poppies on their lapels? So Remembrance Day is complicated. I think that a lot of the times, especially... Uh, During the Harper years here in Canada, when Stephen Harper was prime minister, it became much more of a celebration of the military industrial complex and looking not so much at the traumas of war, but just celebrating war blindly. And I am not into that. And then this happened on Saturday night, right before Remembrance Day, on Coach's Corner, live on Hockey Night in Canada on Sportsnet. And it reminded me of why myself and so many other people have a hard time with Remembrance Day. I don't really like giving a platform to racism, but this is Don Cherry on yet another racist rant, live on Hockey Night in Canada on November the 9th, 2019. Have a listen.
0: You know, I was talking to a veteran. I said, I'm not going to run the poppy thing anymore because what's the sense? I live in Mississauga. Nobody wears, uh, uh, very few people wear uh, a poppy. Downtown Toronto, forget it, downtown Toronto, nobody wears a poppy. And I'm not going to, he says, wait a minute. How about running it for the people that buy them? Now you go to the small cities and you know, you, you know, those, the rows on rows, you people love, you, you that come here, whatever it is, you love our way of life, you love our milk and honey. At least you could pay a couple of bucks for poppies or something like that. These guys pay for your way of life that you enjoy in Canada. These guys pay the, uh, the biggest price. Anyhow, I'm going to run it again for you great people and good Canadians that bought a poppy. I'm still going to run it. Anyhow. Love you for it. Yep,
1: pretty disgusting. So, when we come back, we're going to be joined by Christy Elaine, a sociologist from the University of St. Thomas in Fredericton, New Brunswick, and someone who's done a lot of thinking and writing about Don Cherry and his toxicity, whether that toxicity has been directed against women, against Indigenous people, or here against immigrants. That when we come back. Okay, well, there was a huge breaking news update that just happened as we were recording this podcast. And that was that Don Cherry has, of course, now been fired because of his comments made on Hockey Night in Canada against immigrants on November the 9th. So, yeah, let's just read very quickly from the Sportsnet statement that was just put out. Sportsnet says... Sports brings people together. It unites us, not divides us. Following further discussions with Don Cherry after Saturday night's broadcast, it has been decided that it is the right time for him to immediately step down. During the broadcast, he made divisive remarks that do not represent our values or what we stand for. Anyways, I'm not going to pat Sportsnet on the back for this. Shame on them for giving a platform for so many years. It's going to be fascinating to see how the story develops. But just to say that the news is breaking so quickly that neither myself nor Christy Elaine knew about this when we recorded the interview earlier this morning. So just keep that in mind. But yes, it is now confirmed. Don Cherry has been fired from hockey night in canada now on with the podcast just a little quick word before we get into the bulk of our show today here on changing on the fly three very easy ways that you can support this podcast number one is to tell a friend word of mouth is the best way to spread the podcast you love very easy to do and it helps us get the word out there about what we are doing trying to bring a voice of justice, of inclusion, of equality in hockey. You can also share our stuff on social media. Just hit the retweet button on Twitter or on Facebook, where you can hit share We're on Instagram as well. And it always helps if you can spread our stuff around social media. So if you like this episode, please do share it in your networks. And finally, number three, if you have a little bit of change kicking around, maybe you found some under your couch this weekend, you can support us on Patreon by throwing us some digital change. Our Patreon page is patreon.com slash changing on the fly. You can support us for even as little as $1 a month. You don't even have to think about it after you sign up. $1 a month is probably not that much for you, but it makes a huge difference for us. So once again, patreon.com slash changing on the fly. And now on to our interview on Don Cherry and racism right before Remembrance Day. This is Christy Elaine. Joining me on Changing on the Fly right now is Christy Elaine, who is a professor in the Department of Sociology at St. Thomas University in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Today, she joins us from her hometown of Peterborough, Ontario. Welcome back to Changing on the Fly, Christy.
0: Thank you. It's nice to be here.
1: Yeah. So we had you on the program last year to talk about Don Cherry. And I think the interview was really useful for a lot of our listeners in terms of laying the groundwork for a little bit about, you know, who this man is what he represents. And you're someone who's done a lot of writing and a lot of thinking about Don Cherry and some of his more problematic moments. So I would definitely encourage our listeners uh, who haven't heard that episode uh, to go back and listen to that, uh, our Prime Minister of Saturday Night episode. Uh, But of course, today, uh, as we're recording this, it's Remembrance Day. And unless you've been living under a rock, you probably have heard that Don Cherry has come under a lot of fire for comments he made during one of his Coaches Corner broadcasts just over this past weekend in the lead up to Remembrance Day, uh, really disparaging remarks uh, against immigrants who he blamed for not wearing poppies and then kind of went on a bit of a racist rant. Um, So, Christy, I'm so glad to have you on to kind of help deconstruct this for our listeners. Uh, first question I want to ask you is like, what were some of your initial reactions seeing that clip from Coach's Corner on Saturday night?
0: I think I had two reactions. I was um, I was first, I'm horrified. What a terribly offensive and wildly problematic thing to hear on, uh, you know, rebroadcast on CBC, on our national um, television network. Um, But also not surprised. I mean, I followed Don Cherry for years. Um, These Remembrance Day ceremonies are annual events. They're often problematic in a number of ways. And we've allowed Don Cherry over the course of his career, both CBC and Rogers Media now, to make these kinds of comments often unchecked. Um, I remember it was, I think, in, what, 2007 or 2008 when he made the visor comment about francophones and uh, Europeans and was put on seven-second delay. I was surprised that Rogers didn't still have him on seven-second delay, and I was wondering, where where was Ron McLean, where was Rogers, where was CBC when this was happening, was my initial reaction to
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, like Ron McClain during this particular rant was just kind of sitting there. I mean, he had a very uncomfortable look on his face, I think, but he actually, he gave a nod and a thumbs up at the end. And so, I mean, it's interesting because like, yeah, you mentioned unchecked. Um, If we look at Ron McClain's role specifically on Coach's Corner, he is often the kind of person who's going to try to check Don Cherry on his like blatant bigotry and on his rampant conservatism. Um, But yeah, what what do you make of Ron McLean's reaction this time?
0: I would actually disagree. I mean, in the studying, in the work I've done looking at at Coach's Corner, and I spent three years really looking very closely, I recorded all the episodes, I transcribed them. I actually found that Ron McLean authorizes Don Cherry, sometimes leading him into discussions. I remember the Chris Simon debate around Chris Simon had been suspended for kicking a player, I believe. Ron McLean led Don Cherry into an incredibly problematic discussion about uh, Indigenous hockey players and Indigenous communities more broadly. Um, I I think that what happens in the ways that we understand Ron McLean is that they, I think it's hard to say that they believe something entirely different from one another, that I I've rarely heard Ron speak out strongly, you know, he sort of, he often takes Don Cherry down these roads where Don Cherry is, is isn't equipped, you know, to deal with these things, or often says incredibly problematic things. And I have to wonder how opposed Ron McLean is to these. And the reason that we see, it, I would argue, the reason we see Ron McLean as sort of a better, more reasonable version of Don Cherry is has to do with the class presentation that they bring. And so, partly, our problem with Don Cherry is is that he's representing, although he's definitely not a member of the working class, but he's, he sort of positions himself as a spokesperson for a particular kind of white working class masculinity, while Ron McClain, you know, much more solidly represents himself as a member of the middle class. I think what, what I found was that both Don Cherry, Ron McLean, and others in hockey often circulate very similarly problematic views. They just do it in different ways ways. And I think that's something that became really evident on Saturday night when we saw Ron McClain, you know, nodding along, uh, sort of complicit in this kind of overt racism. And uh, I've seen repeatedly Ron McClain make these kinds of overtures again and again on Coach's Corner. They're just much more subtle than what Don Cherry's doing.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Although it is funny because, I mean, Ron McClain, um, you know, sometimes he plays this role Of Well, like you said, I mean, leading Don down certain topic paths, maybe teeing up certain topics from him. Um, But then I think it's like part of the role he serves is also to get Don a little bit like riled up and angry. Um, And I often wonder if there's like an actual animosity between the two of them, or if it's something that's kind of like made for TV. Like, what's your take on that relationship that they have on screen there? And maybe how it translates off screen as well, if we can speculate?
0: Yeah, I think it's hard to know what it means for them off screen, but certainly on screen, there's a a kind of performativity. I mean, realistically, they're coming from very similar class positions, but they're playing very different roles. They're speaking to very different audiences. You know, while while Don's maybe speaking to the people that he keeps flagging, you know, the the everyday guy that's in the bar having a few drinks and watching the game, Ron McLean certainly isn't speaking to that. And I think part of the shtick of Coach's Corner is that, that juxtaposition, that play between the two the two different characters—one that's supposed to be reasonable, and and one that's supposed to be unreasonable—Rick Knowles, um, a theater scholar, I think at University of Guelph, has written about this. And you know, he, he argues that Ron McLean's role is to help us understand that Don Cherry is really just a joke, you know. That, but it also allows us to kind of laugh at the concerns of of working class white people, which of course also becomes incredibly problematic. And this isn't at all to excuse what has definitely been some incredibly problematic views, but they're ones that are circulated again and again, and ones that Ron McLean often brings Don Cherry to comment on, which is, I think, Mm -hmm. also concerning.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's interesting looking at a figure like Don Cherry, now that we have like Donald Trump in office and this growing populism all over the world, like he essentially is that uh, encapsulation of a certain kind of right wing populism in Canada, which is really interesting. I want to go back to the, the clip itself and, and the, the debate that it has ensued around it. So I think one of the things that people found immediately offensive uh, was right away in the clip Don Cherry jumping to this language of you people, like saying you people don't wear poppies. And now, you know, I, I hate playing devil's advocate. I'm not going to do that. Um, but the, the arguments that you're, you're hearing to defend him are saying, oh, well, like he's just saying you people like that could be anyone who, who doesn't wear a poppy. Yet for a lot of people of color and especially, you know, new immigrants or immigrants who, who he was targeting in this rant they understand you people is something completely different. And so maybe if you could talk a little bit about that, like, do you see that language as being coded or dog whistling? Um,
0: I, don't, I don't even think it's a dog whistle. I think it's pretty overt. I mean, it was very obvious you people. And then he moved right into speaking about, about newcomers, about new immigrants. It's not dog whistling. It's It's just flat out. Overt racism and and it's allowed to circulate. I think, I do think that Don Cherry is sort of an early adopter of what we're seeing as this kind of right wing populism. I mean, he predates Trump. He uh, predates the Ford brothers in this kind of concern about what's happening to the nation. I think ignoring him and writing him off as uh, as a kind of crazy person is problematic. Um, you know, We've seen in the United States and, and in parts of Europe that ignoring the concerns of, um, of these folks and people who are circulating these views results in incredibly problematic um, outcomes. And so I think we have to take a hard look about what's going on in this country, what kinds of new lines are being drawn, how new forms of racism are circulating in this country... And, and think about what kind of nation we want. I think allowing people to speak in such divisive ways will only lead to problems, but also ignoring the views of large portions of the population that now feel marginalized, often, maybe not rightfully so, but just ignoring these people and writing them off as crazy is also creating problems
1: mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So of course we're talking about uh, Don Cherry's latest racist rant on Coach's Corner that happened Saturday night. And then Sunday night uh, or Sunday throughout the day, we started to see some apologies roll out. Um, so Ron McLean himself apologized, uh, I believe on another hometown hockey broadcast uh, Sunday, which was yesterday. Sportsnet, of course, put out an apology. Um, so maybe if we could talk about the two of those, uh, did you catch Ron McLean's apology?
0: I didn't see it. I read Ron's apology on Twitter. Um, i I thought it was fine. It was weak. I, I thought, you know, sportsnet, if SportsNet wants to do something and come out very strongly, I mean just saying that their views don't represent the views of the station isn't enough. In some ways, you have to think that they likely do. Uh, Sportsnet made a conscious decision to bring Don Cherry into the fold when they took Hockey Night in Canada from CBC. They knew that he had circulated these views in the past. His views about Remembrance Day, I was looking back through my notes before our interviews. He'd made similar comments about Halloween, saying that people were asking for it to be called the black and orange, this sort of nonsensical argument that um, a certain group of the Canadian population is trying to steal something that's quintessentially Canadian. Um, these are untrue. They're racist, and they've been circulating for years. So I found Sportsnet's apology a bit weak. Mm-hmm. If they want to come out strong on this, they they could have released them both. Mm-hmm. Uh, For
1: sure. I mean, it's it's pretty hard for anyone to say that they're surprised by this, given the fact that he's got decades of a track record of doing um, similar rants. Um, It's funny, some reaction to some non-sports friends of mine on social media, because of course, this, this story has transcended the sports world. This has kind of got You know, I don't want to say everyone in Canada, but it is a national conversation on social media right now. Um, And so a lot of reaction from people who don't follow hockey are like, Don Cherry's still alive? Or like, Don Cherry's still doing Coach's Corner? Um, And yes, of course, like he is well into his 80s, still doing Coach's Corner, still a very prominent figure during um, sports broadcasts in Canada. And so what would you say it is about Don Cherry's staying power? I mean, the fact that one could argue maybe we're living in a society that has somewhat more liberal values, yet we still have this talking head who, you know, he's been on TV since I was a kid, probably since you were a kid, and, and we've grown up with him for the last 30 to 40 years, and he's still there.
0: I think it speaks to some of the divisiveness that's happening in Canadian society. I, I think we'd be wrong to think that he's not speaking to some, I mean, sadly to some members of the Canadian public, uh, his, you know, as I said, Rogers didn't have to renew him. They wouldn't have done it if it wasn't financially, uh, feasible for, for hockey night in Canada to keep him. And, you know, we don't know how much, uh, how much Coach's Corner is worth to the Hockey Night in Canada franchise, but we know that there are national sponsors of Coach's Corner specifically, that some of the most expensive advertising in Canadian television is sold on either side of the Coach's Corner broadcast, and that it's widely watched. It's something people talk about and talk about still. So I think it's dangerous to think that Don Cherry doesn't have an audience or that he's antiquated because he's speaking to someone and the fact that he's still he's selling books, he's selling videos, and he's still on, on television, uh, says something very important about what's actually happening in Canadian social life.
1: Mm-hmm. We're still speaking with Christy Elaine, who is a prof in the Department of Sociology at the University of St. Thomas in Fredericton, New Brunswick, um, and someone who's done a lot of thinking and writing about Don Cherry over the years, and um, Christy, one thing I want to bring up with you is this interesting but also problematic notion of cancel culture that people are bringing up. Um, So cancel culture is what we know of it as this phenomenon, and we've been especially seeing it in in recent years uh, with with hashtags like Me Too and the Me Too movement, um, but also with uh, various celebrities getting called out online. It's this notion that when uh, someone, and typically a celebrity, does something problematic, whether it be racist or sexist or homophobic, um, there's a certain tendency to completely dismiss them, uh, whether that be online or, you know, through boycotts, through just turning off the TV or whatever it may be. Uh, And so again, you know, there's, there's certain people who are, you know, weighing in on this saying, oh, this is just another example of cancel culture. Yet what I would argue is like, it's not the same thing as cancel culture when again, someone has a decades long track record doing this. And so I'm just wondering like, what's your take on this notion of cancel culture being thrown into the debate?
0: I think we can't talk about Don Cherry as kind of a phenomenon that's arisen that we've talked about online and that we should disregard and go away. I mean, he's, he's a long standing kind of force in Canadian popular culture. I think what's more interesting is the fact that people have largely dismissed him as irrelevant or unimportant, despite the fact that he's clearly speaking to a large audience. I think what's more interesting is, you know, who's listening to Don Cherry? What is he saying and how are people speaking about him? And I think we'd be, I think it's dangerous to just sort of dismiss him as, um, as something kind of as an aberration, because I don't think it is. And I think what we learned through this is that there's merit in engaging seriously with these kinds of topics and that ignoring them leads us down a really dangerous path.
1: Mm-hmm. Last question I had for you is there's clearly so many people out there who are really disturbed and offended by, uh, Cherry's, uh, most recent racist rant. What do you think people can do about this who are, who are really pissed off and just don't want to hear him do this anymore?
0: I think what I've been really, um, I've been really lifted up by looking at the Twitter feeds is the number of the diverse number of people who've come forward and spoken out against Cherry, the ways that we've seen allies kind of band together to say this is inappropriate, um, the kinds of stories about war veterans, uh, racialized war veterans that have been sort of recovered and circulated in popular culture over the last 48 hours has been really exciting and lovely. So we've seen a kind of uh, recouping of marginal histories. And so I think that this is really, really great. I would caution those who want to write Cherry off because of his age. Mm. I think that there's no reason here to kind of perpetuate intergenerational warfare. Cherry, Cherry's views are Cherry's views because they're racist views and they have very little to do with his age. And if we look back over the history of Don Cherry, we see that he's been circulating these things, not only at 85, but also it, when he was much younger. This has very little to do with his age. And I think that we need to find allies in fighting this kind of uh, anti-immigrant racist discrimination wherever we can find them. And so I think I've been really excited to see the, the number of people come forward and speak out against this. And I think that's the really positive thing that we take away from, from something that's, that's so tragic and so awful.
1: Once again, Christy Elaine has been our guest today. She is a professor in the Department of Sociology uh, at St. Thomas University in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Christy, thanks so much for coming on Changing on the Fly today and help us think through this really crucial debate.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Aaron.
1: And welcome back to Changing on the Fly. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Christy Elaine. We're going to link to her Twitter and her website in our show notes so you can go there to find more of her fabulous writing on Don Cherry and hockey in Canada. I want to leave you with some of the words of the wonderful Shireen Ahmed, a Toronto-based sports writer who we've had on the show here a couple of times. And Shireen penned a piece in the Globe and Mail just shortly after the rage broke around Don Cherry's comments and the hashtag FireCherry started trending on Twitter. So these are some of Shireen's words again from the Globe and Mail. Arguably the most joyous day for my parents was not their kids' university graduations nor the birth of their grandchildren. Sorry kids. It was the day that my mother met her sports hero Guy Lafleur. She purchased a brand new red hijab to match her Habs jersey. My father, a white-bearded Muslim man, took dozens of photos and met Elise Béliveau, the wife of Canadian legend Jean Béliveau. Later, I could hear the lump in his throat as he recalled the moment. My parents, immigrants to Canada, were received with happiness and pride that day at the Bell Centre. In my world, that defined what hockey should be. On Saturday night in a segment for Hockey Night in Canada, Don Cherry showed precisely what hockey isn't. The NHL coach-turned-coach's-corner commentator went on a rant about why, in his opinion, there are fewer poppies worn. He targeted those living in downtown Toronto, who he once dismissed as left-wing pinkos and newcomers specifically. And This is Don Cherry's words right here. You people, you love our way of life, you love our milk and honey, at least you can pay a couple bucks for a poppy or something like that, Mr. Cherry said. These guys paid for your way of life that you enjoy in Canada. These guys paid the biggest price. Any sentence that starts with you people should immediately raise red flags, but not for co-host Ron McLean, who nodded along. My maternal grandfather was in Burma fighting in the trenches of the Royal Indian Army. My paternal grandfather was in the Royal Indian Air Force. They sacrificed a tremendous amount with other allied nations. For Mr. Cherry to point at immigrant communities and blame them for a perceived lack of respect is disgusting and unacceptable. This too from a man who has never served a day in his life. Then she ends by saying, It is time for Sportsnet to cut ties with Mr. Cherry unless they are keen on bankrolling the intolerant, unacceptable systems of discrimination that ruin sport. Fighting for justice and equality is what hockey needs. Don Cherry is the enemy of this fight. He needs to be muted permanently. For many Canadians, Remembrance Day is a time of solemn reflection on how to make this country better. I will honor my late grandfathers by fighting against bigotry. We don't need to be lectured on how to respect veterans and remember sacrifices, and certainly not by Don Cherry. Hockey deserves far more. Hockey is for everyone. And indeed, we here on Changing on the Fly couldn't agree more that hockey is for everyone. And we need more voices that reflect that. So if you want to hear those voices here on a regular basis, make sure you subscribe to Changing on the Fly. And you can support us at Patreon.com slash Changing on the Fly. Thank you so much to Shereen Ahmed for penning that piece. And with that, we are out of here. Make sure you subscribe to Changing on the Fly wherever you get your podcasts want to remind you all, of course, that we are a proud member of the Upford Network of podcasts. You can find your new favorite podcast at UpfordNetwork.com. And, of course, we got to thank all of our supporters who are already out there supporting us on Patreon. Aiden, Nick A., Jeff, Jeremy, Dan, Nick T., Shona, Andrew, Ted, Ellen, Amber, Bruce, Sam, and Grill. You want your name added to that beautiful credit roll. Sign up today to support this podcast on Patreon. Once again, at patreon.com slash changing on the fly. Thanks for listening. My name is Aaron. We'll be back soon with more episodes. That was sickening last week, by the way. What? Uh, that's what is going junk? on with you here? That's no, not. What is this stuff on here? We're hockey night in Canada and we're talking about saving the world and all that
0: stuff. Let's talk hockey. Well, that's the whole idea behind December yeah. the 25th. Let's talk about some good guys. Okay. Let's talk about the troops. <laughs>
1: I'm Julian McKenzie, co host of the Scrum Podcast, a sports show I'm doing with my podcasting partner in crime, Tristan Damore, on the UpFord Network. Every week, we analyze something different from the Canadian sports media landscape lack of diversity, getting a job in the field, coverage of different sports, and answering some of the harder questions. Through a combination of back and forth discussion and high profile guest interviews, we're aiming to figure out exactly what's up in the world of sports. Find us wherever podcasts are sold iTunes, Stitcher. Google Play, SoundCloud, Message in a Bottle, Morse Code, Telegram, Singing Telegram, Target, Walgreens, Bird's Nest, Dad's Shed, uh, and a crowded convention center bathroom.